Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Last episode of Track is for this season. He loves track and field. He's also Aaron Potts, Super Hot Potts. I'm Joshua Potts, Mr. Potsable, your favorite two black runners coming to you on Track is on Mile Split, bringing the culture to Mile Split, doing our thing. Aaron, last episode of the season. It's been a crazy track season. Like, it's definitely been crazy. Um, I'm feeling great, man. It's been crazy. We've seen a lot of historic things in track and field, especially on the high school side. So much is changing. Athletes are doing, getting closer to being pros in high school. It's just been insane. But ending your season in high school is always like the best of times. Summer's coming out. It's time to get out and have fun with your friends and everything. So, you know, it's it's exciting times. It's exciting times in the high school world. No, most definitely. I remember like most most fond memories for me, like the end of high school season being like ending is like playing like the games that we would do at the end of the season. You know, some coaches would be all like, don't be playing those. You can't be like playing basketball or going to like a sky zone or something during the season. But once the season's like over, you can start doing those with your friends, like playing basketball, playing a whole lot of knockout or playing ultimate Frisbee or definitely for the cross country guys and girls, gals out there that be doing that at the end of their season, getting ready for cross. Were there any other things that you did like that? Or was there something that you did that was like you like you restricted yourself during the season? You got to be able to eat like a milkshake or donuts. Or is it a really big thing? I know for a lot of people. I'm just an active person. So for me, like it always was just other sports, whether that's throwing right. the football, going to play basketball or something, going roller skating, you know, stuff, stuff, that, stuff like that, because or ultimate frisbee because I'm I'm a great ultimate frisbee player. You know what I mean. So right, I, I love right. that together. Yeah, I think I'm one of the best. I might be like top five all time. But okay. anyways, uh, wait, wait yeah. I can bring this up. I remember one time when I was in high school, Aaron and then my older brother Caleb. They came to our practice at the end of the season, and they were playing ultimate frisbee with like us. End of the track season, we're like having fun. You feel me? Because they were on the team before. They knew the coach. They were playing ultimate frisbee with us. We went on a run. This man, Aaron, and my brother, Caleb, they were bullying the high school kids, bro, pushing us down and stuff, trying to get the Frisbee. That was hey. mean, bro. This man, like Draymond Green, when he played Ultimate Frisbee, let's be real here. Hey, man, I'm a winner. That's all I am. Draymond Green, now got four championships. I'm just a, 
I'm just a winner. I do what it takes to win. I was just trying to teach them a lesson on discipline <laughs> and hard work. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Now they won't let nobody punk them, you know? I was mossing kids, man. bro. I was, yeah. ah, shit. farming kids, you know what I mean? I felt, I was like, dang, bro, I might have been able to be in the NBA. I didn't realize I had hops like this. This man was 24 being up 16-year-olds. But, hey, that's, that's you got you to gotta teach them a lesson while they're young. Teach them while they're young. Teach them while they're young. But like you were saying, Aaron, there's so many amazing, great performances this year as we wrap up our first season of Trackish. Let's just really talk about what we learned from this season. That's what we'll go through the whole message for this thing. And the first thing that I feel like we really learned and straight off the bat was that, bro, breaking four is the new black. Everybody is breaking four minutes. Five boys have officially broken the four minute mile. Let's talk about those three seniors first. Colin Salmon breaking the four minute barrier and his 356 at the Prefontaine Classic, which was just amazing. And then we had Gary Martin, who did it, broke the four minute barrier, I think, two times now, did at the Festival of Miles. Did at his own like league meet as well. And then Reinhardt Harrison, the last senior to break four minutes this year, just did it in a meet in Florida by himself. 359. Look, the second place was 411. Aaron, what do you guys say about the three seniors that we talked about first that that making four the four minutes that new black in track and field? I mean, you think about these seniors too, besides Gary Martin, like Colin and Reinhardt. You've known about them for the past two to three years and the things they've done. So you know about Reinhardt since like twelve, bro. Yeah, since he was like twelve. So you expected this, and I think all this tells us is like, yeah, those guys that come in and that are like really good off the bat, like is expected to break four when you're elite. And I don't think that that means that you know breaking four is easy now, and I don't think it'll ever be easy. Like I think that is a feat, but something has changed in like training, technology, um, and I think people just being knowledgeable in the sport that they can get a high school athlete under four and get them there like healthy and being able to do it like multiple times by themselves. So I don't know if they have more time over this COVID, whatever to really focus, but I'm more interested to talk about the juniors that are doing it. Yeah, let's get into it, man. Connor Burns breaking that four-minute barrier at the Festival of Miles had the help of Gary Martin and some pros in the field to do it. And then even Simeon Brinbaum from Brooks PR broke that four-minute barrier as well. Had the help of Gary Martin as well in that race. And I think Simeon's is one that's really special to me because you go and watch that race. This dude came around the first lap in 63. Like, he was really just going out there racing to win the race, was far back the entire time until, like, the last 250 where he finally attached himself to the front pack and then made a kick for the win and just ended up breaking the four-minute barrier. Like, Simeon's race was by far, like, the best, like, tactically run and just really special to show that he can run even faster as that. And they're juniors, Aaron. Juniors. Yeah, and I think that they set the new... So the seniors we just talked about set the new standard that you just break four. When you're really good and you're at the top of game, you break four. And we could talk about, you know, um, I'm sorry, I'm ever blanking right now. Connor and uh, Simeon breaking Simeon. four just recently. Yeah, we could talk about them two just breaking four. But what would be interesting is let's gather up the number of juniors that 
are under 405 right now. I mean, just off the top, Aaron Solomon ran 401 at this meet. You know, yeah. Leo and Lex both ran, both ran like uh like four round four flat in the 16 and stuff. So four it's like we man, exactly. And like I know there's more people I'm definitely leaving out that are just right there. They're gonna break four. There's like a lot of people who are on the verge of breaking four. So next year, Alan Webb's record might go down. That's all I'm saying. You already have people writing 359 and stuff. Island Web's record is going to be in danger because the standard's going from 359 to 355. It's going to keep on. I, I don't really, at first I was like, I don't know, there might be a drop off, but seeing like this be the standard for, it's going to be two years. Watch next year. There's going to be four. Mm-hmm. I guarantee there'll be at least four people that break it next year too. So like, that's going to mean the juniors behind them they're going to be trying to run with these seniors who are like breaking four. So then it's just going to keep on, you know, going on top of each other. Yeah, keep on going. Like, keep on going. It might not be like 20 people, but they're always going to be chasing the top person and the top person in like three different parts of the country is under four. So on the West, the South, the North, the, the Midwest, there's five regions in the United States. And almost in every region, someone is breaking four minutes. So that I think that's really telling to where the future lies in the high school mile. Yeah, and we'll get more on just how that, if there will be a drop-off, what is the reason for this at the end of the show. But let's go into next, bro. What else we learned from this season? Just the fact that we can't name a better duo than Hannah and Amanda Mole. These two twin sisters dominated the scene this year. Amanda Mole set the national record in the pole vault, the girls' high school pole vault, in a 14, nine and a half. She would be tied for number six in the NCAA right now. She had some near misses to at 15 feet. She's still chasing that at Nike Outdoor Nationals this weekend. I don't know if she's doing U20s, but I wouldn't be surprised because Amanda is on a tear. And let's not forget, she won the long jump in her state of Washington, too. Like, she also does that. And then her sister, Hannah Moeller, twin sister, is also an all-time high school vaulter, vaulted 14-8. I believe she's number five all-time in high school history. And she won the 100-meter hurdles in her Washington State meet. And they're both juniors. There's no better duo than the Mole sisters, Aaron. Yeah, bro, they're completely insane. I see you're saying Amanda would be number six in the NCAA right now, and she is not a senior. She's a junior. So 15, if it's not going down this weekend at Hayward, it's going to go down. It's going to go down next year. And I know it's going to go down next year because they're going to be pushing each other to get there. So we may be looking at uh, a Mondo Duplantis type of situation with these two. Because who knows how high they're going to go next year. And then maybe they just go to college for one year. Maybe they go straight pro. Who knows? But I'm not putting any type of cap mm-hmm. on them. Because like we like with Mondo, he was running 10-5 and 100. These girls, they're doing long jump. They're doing other races. They're not just pole vultures. They're full, complete athletes. And that just shows like they have a lot more potential to grow a lot more. 
Yeah, and as we talk about these vaults and these jumps, what else has taken a jump and what we learned this year as well is that the girls 800 has taken a huge, huge jump. I think we've been talking about this for a long, long time now, but an even bigger jump has happened this year, especially with Juliet Whitaker becoming the second high school girl ever to break two minutes in the 800 with her 159.80 at track night at Trials of Miles. Aaron, we were watching this race, and while we were watching this race, Juliet ran like a great race tactically, and she raced the win. She broke that two-minute barrier. It was special to see, and now we still have like Roisin Willis and Sophia Goriano that both ran two flat this year, chasing that two-minute barrier. Like These three girls have really set the standard for the high school girls 800 going forward. That jump has really happened. Yeah, and Sophia Gorion still has another year. So they're just like what I was saying with the the guys in the in the mile, like this 800, you're seeing more and more often like girls running close to two. Like we could talk about, you know, Juliet breaking two, but like how many how many girls are under 205? You know what I mean? And what year are they? That's what we're going to start looking at more, because as long as you have more than one person at the top breaking two or right there, it pushes everybody up. And like you said. It creates a standard. So start getting used to seeing more high school women get close to breaking two or breaking two. And I'm just really excited for for Sophia Gorion. Like, what is going to happen next year? How fast is she going to run? But I think there's some I think there's some other uh, young women that are coming for her neck, bro. Like, you know, I think we're going we're going to see some more coming challenge her next year. She's not going to be by herself. Sadie Inglehart. And then I'm sure there's some others because, yeah, as we learned this past weekend, you know, there's some girls out there that just dropping 426 out of nowhere. So <laughs> most definitely. And like, let's not forget Roisin Willis and Sophia Gorion. I'm pretty sure they're still on a mission to break that two minute barrier this year. I still believe we will have three high school girls under two minutes this year. That's just it just hasn't happened yet. That's going to happen. And like you said, Sadie Englehart, she ran 205 this year. And I, we got to highlight Allison Ince. She just won. Brooks PR in that two in that 204 this season like she is running extremely well at this moment and she's only a sophomore and let's bring up Sadie Englehart as well bro ninth grader Ventura High School 205 she also runs what 436 in the in the 1600 438 in the mile like she can really do it all and she is someone that we're going to be watching for the next four years, that's going to be potentially like really challenging to be not just in the mile, be that standard, but in the 800, I wouldn't be surprised if soon enough she's going to be hitting her and be right around that two minute barrier. It's really something special to watch in that 800. Someone else that's really special that I really learned from this past year, Aaron, is that like, don't call what Shanti Jackson does ever a comeback. Like, this is normal to her by now. She came back after an injury from the indoor meet, and at the North Carolina State Championship, she won the one, two, and the four. Then at Brooks PR, she goes out there, wins the 100. She's top 10 in the nation in the 100, 200, and 400. Number two in the 400 right now. Like, Shanti Jackson is special. She is super, super special. No, she's a different type of athlete, most definitely, for sure. And I still feel like she reminds me back in the club days. When you're in club, you don't really get specialized in your training. You know, you just get mm-hmm. trained to be a great a great runner, a great athlete. 
And I think that's what we're kind of seeing with her doing all these different events. It's hard to say what is her event. So I don't know if it's going to be, is she a junior? Yeah, she's a junior. Yeah. So maybe her senior year, maybe they start, you know, really choosing what that event is, or maybe they wait until she goes to college or who knows, goes pro, but there's a lot more running left in her. And I'm excited to see what happens when they really buckle down and say, Hey, it's time to like really go get it. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like all yeah. this is just training for her. They're just, he, he just, he just preparing her for when it's time for her to go up in, in the big leagues. I really think like they're not going to really I, next year. They're not going to start specializing her event because like she's the indoor 60 meter national record holder in her high school, like indoor 60 meter record. And then she also runs 52 and number two in the nation right now. Like, that's insane. And just think of somebody like a thing. Mo, a thing. Mo was running from like the 200 to the 15 when she was in high yeah. school and was like super great in all of them. And even like, I feel like a thing really has that mentality right now that she can run the four to the 15. Now she's really just specializing in the 800 because like she trying, she trying to get that gold medal. I feel like in the Olympics and the world championships first. But I think she, she like a thing has talked about in the past, like she wants to be, she wants to win the four and the eight at Worlds or at the Olympics one year. I think a thing has set that standard for Shanti to be all like, bro, like you don't have to limit yourself to just be a 200, 100, or 400. And even seeing how Allison Felix has been able to do so many different things in the past. Like for Sean, Batman, she he, she got Shanti, Shanti right. That's that's facts. That's what it is. And you teach her how to win, no matter the circumstance. If yeah, you think it's your undefeated. off base or whatever, it's like, yo, just go win. It doesn't matter if it's a 60 or a 400. We're just learning how to win. And then eventually you pick those events that you're going to go win at. But as long as she knows how to win at all levels against all types of competitors, I think she's in a good place. Yeah, man. And I think we're we're starting to learn and see more type of people that are like have that ability to win. And this guy right here who talks about winning and also goes out and goes win is Cade Flat, bro. What we learned is that Cade Flat is must watch TV. His journey to break the high school national record in 800 has caught the attention of everybody, people even outside of the track world. When he was at the track night for trials of miles and he ran 146.5 right off the record, people were on the edge of the seat to see if you can do it. He's going to try and attempt that today at New Balance Nationals, which is going to be extremely exciting as well. But there's another guy doing it today as well, trying to get that record Will Sumner. I really feel like Cade Flat's journey of trying to break 800 meter barrier has really made it more, has made us more excited for Will Sumner that even people like Isaiah Harris in this Instagram comment right here after, because I Will Sumner just ran at Brooks PR and won and just won the 400. Isaiah Harris, the 800 meter specialist at the Brooks Beast, he said he's calling the shot right now that Will Sumner is going to run 145.9 here tonight. And then his coach, this dude's a coach right here, Danny Mackey, Olympic coach. You coach Josh Kerr said that for sure that is happening. Like, Cade Flat has just not made himself must-watch TV, but he has made others must-watch TV in the process as well. Yeah, I mean, he's raised, he's raised the, the stakes. You know what I mean? He's raised the stakes by bringing attention to that record and saying he's going to bring it down. And even if he doesn't bring it down, let's say Will, Will takes it down and Cade does yeah. it, it's like, Everyone just wants to see, like, is it actually going to go down? He's made it important. 
And he's almost like mm-hmm. low key created this rivalry. But I think it'd be great if we saw the record go down twice today. You know? Wow. That's that's. I feel like that's gonna happen. I feel like that's gonna happen. Yeah. One of them's gonna break the work the record today. And it's it sucks that we won't have trackage tomorrow to talk about it. But like someone is gonna break the record today, even if it's Kate Flat or Will Sumner. It's going to be an amazing, but let's talk about somebody that knows about breaking national records and like just didn't know what was going to happen. We also learned that Addie Wiley is an exclamation point to a wild season for men distances. We talked about the mile. We talked about the 800. We talked about the mile and 800 on both sides. That have been incredible. That mid distance and the 402 as well has been insane this year, but Addie Wiley breaking the high school national record in the 1600 with a 426-16, converting to a 427, which is faster than Mary Kane's high school mile national record. Like, it's really the exclamation point that, like, anything can happen at the mid-distance for these boys or girls now in high school. Like, it's really incredible what Addie Wiley did at this low level, like GVSU redemption meet, like last chance meet, just went out there, ran 426. No one was talking about it. But now, Addie, you got our attention. Did you say that she's a sophomore, though? No, no, she's not a sophomore. She's going to Colorado oh. next year. No, no. Okay, yeah. Addie that Wiley, scary, though. Bro. That would have been that was, She's the biggest shock of the season. Just comes out of nowhere. Shocks the world running 426. No one expected that. I didn't expect that. I'm sure her team did. But yeah. I didn't even know she, who she was before that race. But... That is that is insane. Like that's way faster than we've seen anyone even get close to this year. So like, remember this name next year when she's in college. Because if she ran a four twenty six, she gets to Colorado, get that team around here. I have, dude. I don't know. The potential is super high. And Colorado is good. Like Colorado is yeah. like Colorado is just not good, but like they can do like Great. have anyone the, the 10, 5, 15. You know, and they always show up and they compete at every single level. And let's just talk about like there. I feel like too for the high school girls, like four four under four forty has become the new elite for high school girls. I believe there's nine girls four thirty nine and under right now in the nation. Like that's the new elite, and I feel like that's what's going to be going forward. I feel like when I was in high school, and that wasn't too long ago. Like four forty five was the elite level. Like if you were running four forty five, like you were the best in the nation. But now under 440 has become elite. And let's kind of just talk about as we shift off as we shift off from what we learned, Aaron. Just like, why is this happening, bro? Like, is it the shoes? Is it the vapor flies and just the dragonflies and all these type of shoes that these kids are getting now? Or is it COVID that's really just bunkering down and training super hard? What why is this happening that we're seeing so many fast time at the mid-distance sprints? And, and the long jump, the pole vault, why is this happening that this year, these years are being so amazing? No, this just came to me. It's a couple of things. I do think it's the shoes. I do think it's COVID because, like, the shoes and the technology is definitely helping. I think there's more access to training. But this is one thing I don't think I've heard anybody say of why it is, and I think this is why it is. Once COVID happened and the Olympics were delayed, so 2021, yeah. yes, that gives you more time to train. But what we've always seen, if you go back in time, is whenever there's an Olympic year, everyone across all levels goes runs faster. 
So in 2020, there was supposed to be an Olympic year, right? It gets delayed. It doesn't matter. Like that Olympic energy was still in the air. So all those people trained hard. That was the Nico Young era. And then 2021, we saw everything uh, going fast and crazy too. But delaying the Olympics made it go Olympics, world championships, world championships. So like the fact that there's world championships or Olympics almost every other year right now from 2021, 2022, 2023, and then 2024 is Paris. I think there's just a lot of energy being put into track from the media, from the coaches, because there's a huge championship every single year. So I think that is playing a big factor on everyone running fast across all levels. Like even you think about the pros, like, you know, like Sydney make running, almost breaking the world record, just like regular, like Devon Allen almost broke the record in the one in the one ten hurdles. And I and I think I think something of what about that championship air is doing something. Mm. That's that's a good point. Definitely like the Olympics and you gotta think U twenties are this year in Colombia. That could definitely have an effect of just like, man, I need to step my game up. But with that in mind, and I think especially a lot of people have been talking about COVID, you know, the fact of like bunkering down, getting better, people have more time to train. And really, we're waiting and salivating to get back to racing. You know what I mean? Like, will there be a drop-off? Do you think there's going to be a drop-off a year from now, two years from now, where it's going to go back to normal that, like, kids ain't breaking four minutes every single year? All right, maybe not the best girl is running 426, 435, but they're running 440, 441. Will there be a drop-off, or has, has this raised the stakes and this is the new normal? No, before we started, I would have said there was going to be a drop-off, but you know, thinking about it, when that take came to me, I don't think there will be. I think we're entering this new era in track and field, and it is because of COVID. Because of COVID shifting the championships, and then in 2028, we have the Olympics here. So from mm-hmm. now until then, we're going to see insane times because in the back of everybody's mind, they know the Olympics are going to be here. They know the world championships are going to be here this year. You know what I mean? And then there's another world championship after that. Then there's an Olympic after that. And then four years, it's in L.A. So I think we're just in this special time in track and field where, you know, like the championships are just right there. Usually you have to wait. It's just all right there. It's mm-hmm. every single year. So, like, I think that's just pushing, like, everybody from club track to professionals to the next level. Well, I hope you're right, Aaron, because I love reporting and talking about, especially the high school track scene, on just what it can really be and the potential to see where these athletes really go. Like, their shine doesn't just stop here. Whatever they end up doing, if that's being an All-American high school, that means if that means being an All-American at the college level, if that means uh, being an Olympian one day, or does that mean just being a manager at their job or something like that, like, their shine doesn't stop here. And if, you're, if your shine didn't come in high school, your season will come one day. Really do believe that your shine will definitely come. But, hey, thank you guys for joining us for the first season of Trackish. We really do appreciate all of y'all joining your favorite two black runners doing our thing. I'm Joshua Potts. He's Aaron Potts. Hey, we'll catch y'all next time. Yeah. Mm.